In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... The Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite wedding and marriage podcast, Betches Brides. I'm your host, Nicole Pellegrino, and today we are joined by our third Betches Brides ambassador, Sarah Flugel. She is our My Wedding is Part of My Job Bride, which we're going to unpack that, okay? (laughs) Sarah, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Hey, Nicole. I'm so excited to be on. I mean, I've listened to Hannah and Mila, so I'm I've uh, just been super excited. And you've like become friends with them, I feel like, too, which is just adorable. Yeah, like from the second, I think Hannah was the first ambassador that was announced. And I immediately was like in her DMs, like following her and all the social. And like, I think we literally talk every day in our DMs. And then Mila was in town. So we got a drink and it was so fun. And I mean, like who else better to just like talk about your wedding with for two hours? So it's I a dream. love that. <laughs> And for you listeners, you are going to get to know Sarah very, very well before her wedding day over the next year, literally over the next year plus. Uh, This is just the very beginning. But Sarah, we're so excited because I know Hannah and Mila live in this New York, New Jersey, tri-state area. You are our Midwestern bride. You're in Chicago. Yes, yes, I am in Chicago. I'm the Midwest gal. Um, I've been here for like eight years and I love Chicago. So if anybody else wants to like meet up and talk about their Chicago wedding, let's do it. Yes, we have a lot of listeners there actually. So I'm sure you will get flooded with DMs. Okay, so let's just start with when and where is your wedding? Our wedding is November 4th, uh, 2023. So like you said, almost it's like a year and a half away, it feels like. Um, And it is here in Chicago we're doing a dual location because we're getting married in a church. Um, and then we have a reception venue that's like in the West Loop area, if people are familiar with that. Yes. Okay. I love Chicago. When you say dual location, you mean ceremony, church, and then reception at the reception venue. Yeah. Sorry. I should have clarified that. No, it's okay. Because we have, I think it's Mila who's doing like literally two separate whole weddings, like one yeah. East Coast, one West Coast. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like not another ambassador with two <laughs> weddings. No. We can't, all no. same day. All same day. Okay. That's normal though. If you're doing a church, usually it is normal. You do that. And then yeah, reception in a different location obviously, unless the church really lets you throw down. But (laughs) okay, so your wedding is November. So you've had a pretty long engagement. Before we get into your engagement story, um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I know it kind of has to do with the title that we dubbed you as the wedding as part of my job bride. Yeah. So I work for a marketing agency and um, I supervise and like project manage all of these different accounts where we build websites. So it's like a very specific niche thing. But um, my background comes from a lot of project management. So like the second I was engaged, I was like, let me set up an Excel spreadsheet. Let me set up a color-coded calendar. Like I set up an email address before I knew that was a thing that people were telling other people to do. I was like, oh, duh, I'm just going to keep everything super organized. So um, my fiance keeps joking that like, He's like, you should like package this and sell this because like you're insane. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. (laughs) You really should. And I do have to ask flat out. We're going to get all into your Excel sheet in a little bit. But can you literally – you might have to provide all of these resources because this audience goes gaga (laughs) for a good organized Excel sheet. So we might have to link to copies of this. You might – you could sell it. You could give it for free. Oh, my gosh. People can just have it. I mean, it's nothing like – it's really – I looked at some of the ones online that like you can buy that are really nice and like really fancy and show you all the charts and stuff. So mine's not – like at that level, but I think mine's more for the, the average bride. It's like, okay, I just 
want to keep my stuff organized. I want to know what I'm doing and when. I want to know how much I'm spending. Uh, I want to budget for extra budget. Like all of the things that you re- that are like really important are on there. So yeah, I'll send it to whoever wants it. Just, I don't know, slide my DMs. You can have Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Um, before we get into the, all of that more, can you just tell us, you and Eric had a very cute meet cute. Yeah, we did. So um, we both went to Loyola University Chicago, which is here in the city, and um, grew up religiously and then like weren't really pursuing it at that time in our lives. But our we both had mutual friends who were in the like student band at the church and were like, you should come play music. And we both were kind of like, oh, okay, I guess so. like kind of begrudgingly, sure, like let's I guess we'll go play in this church band. Like, it sounds so weird. Um, And then showed up and I was playing drums and uh, he is a jazz musician. So this like cute guy shows up around the corner and I'm like, um, who is a cute guy with the trumpet? Like what, like what's his deal? And my friend was like, oh, that's Eric. He's new. Um, It's not a, it's not a trumpet though. It's a flugelhorn. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, a what? Like, what do you – I was like, that's my name. Like, what do you – That's your last name. Yeah. yeah I was like, is my last name. That's crazy. Like, he's really cute. Come on. Um, and so I had my, like, best friend, who is now my maid of honor, was also there that night. <laughs> and I was like, do you see this cute guy? He is so, like, I'm like, go, go. And she, like, totally did the wing woman thing. It was like – Hey, you're new. Like, let's talk. Brr, brr, brr. And then like a month later we were dating and um yeah, and so now it's really special because we're actually getting married in that same church now. Um so it's like a really cute full circle moment and I don't know. It's like it just literally like my heart's fluttering talking about it. So we love a full circle moment <laughs> and I love that he played an instrument that was your last name. That's epic. You need to have somebody play. I don't even know or care what this thing sounds like, but just for sentimental reasons, you need to have somebody play the flugelhorn at your wedding ceremony. Like as you're walking down the aisle. Our like the band and the music part of the event was like the number one thing for both of us because he's a musician, I'm a dancer, like that just needed to be a thing. So we do have a full it was like an eight or a nine piece band for our wedding. And I like made sure to ball out on the brass section. But my um, my wish that I keep asking him, and he has not agreed to yet, is, is that we can all pressure him, is that I want him to play at the wedding, like to play the flugelhorn at the wedding. It sounds, it sounds just like a trumpet. So you can, if anybody's actually a musical person, they're going to hate that I just said that, but it sounds like a trumpet. So that's the goal. He really needs to do that. Honestly, maybe he's thinking of surprising you maybe. and doing it. He like definitely won't listen to this podcast. So I think we should all pressure him like on the whole. <laughs> I'll offer to help him write songs if he needs to like write an original song with the flugelhorn. We can we can all pull out our songwriting Ugh. abilities and slide into Eric's DMs and help I him because it. that would be really cute and sentimental. Right. It would be so cute. And he's such like a not take the center of attention moment and I am. So I'm like, no, but but like use that time to make me the center of attention, you know? Like, yes. Come on, this could be my moment. (laughs) He needs to do that. Eric, if you are listening, literally you have to or else, well, I'll come for you. Yeah, really. (laughs) Okay, so where are we currently in our wedding plans? You've picked the band. I know you're very excited about that. Yeah, I have most of the big what I'm considering like the big vendors done. I feel like I'm in like the logistics phase of the wedding. So we have our photographer, um, our venue, our catering, booze, um, band, flower. Like I think we have all, I think all of them. And is your reception one of those all-inclusive reception venues where you get like that's all there or did you have to source each of these? They had – so they have, like, the stuff that I needed in the reception. So they already had a stage. Um, they have all the tables, like, any linens, chairs, props, like, things like that included. Um, but there was a list of caterers, um, like, any of the other things that I needed to outsource. So – and I'm actually looking at flowers by SB Blooms because of Hannah. So ah, <laughs> I was like, look at Hannah that. for the tip. <laughs> I You're will go welcome. research. <laughs> Yeah, wow. 
Wow, go Hannah and Flowers by SB Blooms. Hello. We love a good florist sharing among brides moment. You mentioned stage and that just made me think that's a really good point. I never, I didn't even have a stage for my band. Our venue didn't have one. I didn't even like think to get one, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Um, That's something that like I feel like some couples might forget. And like, no, you don't need one. But I've been to weddings where the band does play on a stage and it does feel a little just better. Like a little elevated. Just like just the smid. It's not even a huge stage. It's maybe like, I don't know, two feet off the ground. But it is something that because you have to support so much weight, if you have to get one, it's a lot of extra money. So the fact that they already had one, I was like, sold. Like the band just like it was, I walked in the venue, I was like, band goes there, like head table goes there, disco ball there, done. Like I could see it all in my head. And I was just like, great, where do I sign the check? That's actually so true. Renting a stage, that's maybe why I didn't have one, because I think it was a lot to rent and we were like, nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. So that's a question. We need to throughout all of these episodes. I hope somebody out there is taking notes. Maybe <laughs> I should just honestly do it. Like we need to compile all the things that you need to ask your vendor when going venue shopping. Like I have a list on my spreadsheet. <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's it. Tell us about the spreadsheet. <laughs> that's amazing. I was like, oh, you've already done the work for us and we love it. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Just tell us about the spreadsheet. I know it's hard to like visually, like you have to see it visually, but Mm -hmm. just explain like what is all in this? What are the tabs? Let's go off. Yeah. So I started the spreadsheet as a research spreadsheet because I was was finding that like I just needed a place to house everything. So there's so like, you know, the second you get engaged, it's just like Pinterest and Instagram and like your mom's friend's aunt's hairdresser is like, OMG, these canisters on Amazon are on sale. And you're like, ah. it's so much information and it's so hard to keep track of it all. So I originally just started the spreadsheet with a tab for each like major vendor I had to do research for. So it was like tab for venue, tab for catering, tab for photographers, for bands. And then anytime that I would like you know, you take an hour and you go down a wormhole or like you go down like a Reddit thread of bands in your city that are good or not, then I would like put all the information there. Um, And then I would narrow it down like for our venues. I did like their website, where it was, how many people housed it, what the pricing was, like all these different columns for the info. And then once we went there, I would ask all the questions, fill all all the answers in, and then come back and like compare it with my fiance. So that was really nice. Um, But now what it's turned into (laughs) is all of it. So now there's like, I have a tab for budget. I have a tab for our timeline. So we have like a full two-year engagement. So I have 24 blocks that show like every month what we're planning to do. And then it has a drop down where you can choose like I'm blocked by something or like, nope, I've already done this or like this is in progress in a notes tab. 
Oh, you're a project manager. I'm a project this manager. Is, <laughs> this is like insanity. This is you using your project management skills to plan this wedding. Yeah. Like what is what's in the monthly tasks? Like what do you do you can you recall what you're doing this month? Yeah. So this month is a lot. Like I said, we're kind of in the logistics phase. So this month we're doing, I have like a tab that set or like a line that says um, research hotel blocks for our, like we have a lot of people traveling in for our wedding. So like that's, I'm going to need like 50 room blocks um, or rooms. So I was like, I need somebody that can accommodate. And then I wanted to compare pricing and see if any of the hotels would throw in extra things. Like some of them, along with a discount, will offer you like um, a discounted honeymoon suite or like one of our hotels was saying, um, we'll throw in a couple of free rooms if you have vendors that need them. So like my day of coordinator is coming in out of town. So I was like, oh, if I could have her room paid for both nights, that would be one less thing I have to pay for. Like yes, some have Bingo, shuttle services. That's something that Usually you have to pay for. I found that out mm-hmm. the hard way. Go on. Yeah. So if you can find things that like other people are paying for technically, but they benefit you. Like I'm not paying for all the hotel rooms of all my guests, but if I can get them like a 10% discount or 20% discount and then get myself like a couple of free rooms or something for somebody, then like, that's great. Um, so yeah, a lot of logistics. We have a lot of paperwork for like random things do this month. Um, and then my dress shopping is coming up in two weeks. So that is a lot of tasks. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so for all of this research, as you're like finding it and whatnot, are you finding that you have to, you, you can't like find all of it online for the vendors and for the hotel block info? Like, are you literally just sending and firing off like thousands of emails? Because I remember that's how I felt, I feel like. Some of it is, yeah. I mean, I feel like we normally try to start like with any of the research we've started really high level and then been like, okay, like it, like you have to find things that like take out a lot of your options. Cause there's just so many options for everything. So like for a band, there were certain bands that were like, we're only like, we only have 12 people. Like it's 12 people or nothing. And I was like, Oh, that's a lot of money. Like, okay, can't do that. Or like, I found my dream. I found like my dream florist a couple weeks ago and his packages start at $20,000. And I was Are like, you kidding? They start like minimum $20,000. Like, and I was of like, package is $20,000 for flowers. Like, yeah. I know that people do spend that much on flowers. Mm-hmm. I can't for personally justify it. Yeah, I like, feel I like I wish. I wish I had $20,000 to spend on flowers. Right. But like, and they're go- like it's gorgeous installations, but I was gonna reach out to the guy to just see if he'd do my like my, just my bridal bouquet, and it said twenty thousand dollars. I was like, never mind, like that's cool, it's cool, <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, um, never mind, I'll make my own. But yeah, like emails are. I don't know, honestly, some of the wedding websites are nice. Like if you go to like the Knot or like some of those like the bloggy type things, but a lot of them people don't know that you have to pay to be on them as vendors. So Mm. it's not always the most accurate information, I feel like. So I honestly did a lot of like Reddit thread deep diving specific to my area, like Chicago, Reddit thread, who have you worked with that you loved or didn't. Um, And then also like I'm a big fan of crowdsourcing. Like I'll just put stuff out on my Instagram. (laughs) Hey, um, do I know any woman-owned, LGBTQ-owned, Black-owned shops for bridal accessories in Chicago. And then I'll get like seven people answer it. So that's always a great way too if you're looking for like specific niches. That's honestly such a good point. Like, yes, use all the websites out there. We love The Knot. We've worked with them before. Like use them, but don't just use one thing. I love a crowdsourcing moment. The Reddit, that I've never heard that of using that for vendors. And that's honestly so brilliant because that's where people can be honestly savage. And it's, and it's, if you're going to like a web, like somebody's own website to leave a review, usually it's like so extreme. You're either like, they're the right. best person ever or like, they, I hate them. I'm like trashing them. And I feel like Reddit, I can usually kind of read between the lines. I'm like, okay, yeah, like this thing wasn't perfect, but all in all, it was great for the money I spent. And you're like, okay, totally. at least you know what you're getting. Totally. Or even just like, I love a good Instagram deep dive, like taking mm. literally an hour to like click around on Instagram. I guess I've had to do this through throughout my job with Matches Brides, but 
if you go to like, you know, that that cousin's sister's best friend's aunt's niece's wedding yes. that you knew was in your area and you heard about it or saw it at one point, like mm-hmm. go click and click around and see who their vendors were. They don't need to be yeah. like a friend. You can, you know, get inspired. Oh, yeah. The by stalking them. is real. Like the just oh. <laughs> it can it can bog you down though. Like don't literally spend an hour on each like but oh, it I can. Know. The whole the whole vendor research phase is um is insane. Okay, so we have the research in here, we have the tasks, you have a literally mm-hmm. a whole project management. You I love how you're yeah. using the words like phase. Like you have phases. That's like, <laughs> no, like literal project. Phase. My 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 team is always so funny because like something I have to do regularly is ask my team what their blockers are, like what is the thing that's stopping you from doing this next step? And so like- Oh, I, that's what you meant by blockers. Yeah, by blockers. Like how, so like there was something that um, the church we're getting married at like doesn't have a home priest. So we had to ask the priest and my mom was bugging me for weeks. She was like, have you asked the priest? Have you asked the priest? I'm like, mom, I don't have the church solidified. I'm not yeah. going to ask him to marry us. There's no venue. So like- I literally had it on there, like, ask priest to marry us, and it was blocked. And then, like, I had a note next to it that was, like, blocked because we don't have the church yet. Like, I need – I have – this has to happen first. So um, yeah. things like that are good to just remind you, like – or we had a vendor reach – I reached out, like, a crazy person, like, two years ahead of time. And they were like, yeah, we can't give you a quote yet. Like, come back to me you in know, a year. So it's just they'll, like – They'll raise them, too. Yeah. I know. So I was like, okay. And I, like, set a reminder – in, yeah. in, so then I went to the timeline. I went to the month they told me to reach out and I added a new task to be like, reach out to so-and-so so you don't forget to do it. How do you manage doing all of this on top of work? Because like, honestly, you sound like you work hard. You work long hours. I, you know, I know we reach out very last minute for stuff with this whole <laughs> ambassador program, but you're a busy, you seem like a very busy woman on top of like wedding planning stuff. How do you manage, how do you make time to like, do all this. Like you're literally staying so organized and project manning, managing yourself for this wedding, mm-hmm. which I feel like is going to make you plan an amazing wedding. But like, how do you do it all? Any tips? Oh my goodness. Um, I feel like you have to set, there has to be some boundaries, right? Like I've learned that if I'm in the middle of my workday and my brain starts thinking about wedding stuff and I open that spreadsheet I'm gone for the next hour. Like no one can contact. Like I become right. a bad worker at my job because I'm just like, ooh, wedding thing. Like I know I get really distracted because I'm so excited about the wedding. So honestly, like I'll keep a, a note pad of paper near my desk. And if I think of something, I'll throw it on the pad of paper. And then I just kind of dedicate certain times or like certain days of the week. Like we try to work out often, but if it's a rest day, then I'm like, ooh, wedding planning night. Like, and then yeah, kind of keep it updated. But it's not perfect. I mean, I definitely got on like a month ago and I was like, mm, none of these tasks happened, like move them to the next month. Like it's not perfect by any means. Um, but I just think like a little at a time. And I think keeping all the information in one place is really helpful. Like if you have yes. like a saved folder on Instagram and like an email on your email and like something at like a list on a it's calendar, a like it's too hard. I think it takes more time then to stay right. organized. So right. That I no. do think that is one universal tip that works for like everybody for the most part, like everything in one place. Cause mm-hmm. like I now we're really getting into like work terms and stuff, but like <laughs> I have coworkers who function way better on a Google Doc versus an Excel sheet versus like a, an actual project management program. Like I I there are so many different things you can use out there. Like it's it's all about using what works for you. Like in my, I do like, yeah, like I do like personal brand deals and stuff outside of batches and I use Trello for that. I don't know if you've ever heard Mm -hmm. of that, but that's like, my brain works in that way. It has a calendar, which now I'm thinking it would, this isn't not an ad for Trello, but now I'm thinking (laughs) that would be a really good wedding planning program. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like (laughs) I think your tip about keeping everything in one place, whether you're doing a giant like, Google folder, whether you're doing a giant Excel sheet where you're dumping everything, definitely Mm -hmm. just like all in one place, condense as much as possible because it can get so much, it can just be so much information that's everywhere. Yeah. And I think the more that you can do, like I try to keep some overview sheets. So like 
For instance, I have a tab on my Excel sheet that is Mm -hmm. a vendor overview. So every time I book a vendor, I get all their information in there. And so then like by the time my day of coordinator, like I need to hand everything over to her, I'm not running around a month before the wedding being like, I don't know where my florist phone number is. I don't know where my photographer's email is. It's just part of my mental checklist. Like, great, signed the contract. It's in the folder called contracts in the drive. And then like their information is on the sheet. So as we fill out vendors, then it's already updated. Like things you can do along the way that then don't become like a whole homework assignment later on are super helpful. That is so true. That is such a good point because that is one of those things, you know, week of or whenever, let's say you're doing a month of coordinator, you have to literally compile all the vendor. It just takes, yes, you can do it. It's not hard, but it takes sifting through emails. I Let's just say I did it the way I'm describing. (laughs) I know that all too well. Are you having a wedding planner? Um, we're doing a day of coordinator. So one of my good friends does oh. it on the side um, for like somebody that I've known my whole life. And I said, great, I would love to have somebody that knows me and knows who I am, knows my fiance and our vision. And then like also has this professional experience. So it was kind of the perfect um, perfect marriage in that way. <laughs> but yeah, so she'll just be working with us. I think we meet like in November. So a year out, just super high level. And then like a couple of months out and then she'll be there the weekend of the, of the wedding. Amazing. Amazing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so you're doing a lot of this yourself. You had to make the budget. How did you start making that budget? And how did you like prioritize what's most important to you to spend money on? Oh, yeah. So I've probably made three budgets. (laughs) I think I talked to Mila about this too, because she was like, yeah, you make a budget and it all sounds great. And then you start wedding planning and you're like, shit, this is not like, this is not going to work. What do I do now? Um, so I kind of started off by Googling. I made the rookie mistake of Googling the average price of a wedding in the U S which is Mm -hmm. like this, like random number from data, like seven years ago. (laughs) That is not accurate. Um, luckily one of my best friends is a wedding photographer in Chicago and she was very early on able to be like, that's not an accurate number. Here's what you should look for. So can you tell us what she said it was? So she said for Chicago, what like she sees the typical wedding being post COVID, the average is about from 50 to $60,000. And when she said that number to me, I was like, Oh, great. Okay. What? Like, how am I going to spend that money? And then you get into it and you're like, I could plan a gajillion dollar wedding tomorrow so easy. Like easy. The easiest thing I could easily have planned a million dollar wedding, literally. Like, oh, yeah. You think that sounds crazy, but then you get into it and you're like, oh, twenty thousand dollars in flowers? Sure. Like I (laughs) it is right. It is absurd. So um he and I sat down like literally the day after we got engaged. And we made a list. Um, I had been thinking of this list already because I'm insane. But um, And I was like, when you see our wedding day, like, who do you see being there? He was like, I, you know, I want all of our family to be there. We have pretty big families. I want good friends. But I don't want to – I don't want there to be like so-and-so's sister's cousin's best friend. Like, we don't need to be over and under. I was like, great. That helped us plan the size of the wedding. I was like, what's the number one thing that's important to you at the wedding? We said three, two, one. And we both said band. So we were like, great, done. Like, that's the number one thing. That's the thing we're going to spend the most money on. Um, And then we actually went through and we ranked all of the pieces of the wedding of, like, what was important to us. And then I based the budget on that. So we were like, band is most important. Um, photography was second important to us. Like I said, my best friend's a wedding photographer here in Chicago. So I was like, 
she knows how to capture us. Like I will pay whatever it costs. And um, also side note, if your friends are vendors, I don't believe in asking them for a friends and family um, discount. Because if you believe mm-hmm. in them, then like you should be paying the full amount, which I know not that's not affordable for everybody, but um, I think you should try and do your best to like support your if they're like your best friends, then you should right. really try and support the person. But you don't right. ever know. Like you don't know where they're at in their business or you know, yeah. I know my friend um has shot for other friends in the past and maybe she like didn't or like they didn't ask for a discount and then she did something really not like she printed something right. really nice for them at the end. Like you never know where they're at in their business. So I just always try to support. But band and photography were top two. And then honestly, we worked our way down. And um, the I did a lot, again, a lot of like Reddit, <laughs> where do you spend your money in a wedding? And the internet was like, about 50% of your budget should be the venues where you are and like the food and booze that you feed and drink, feed and drink people, food. <laughs> Your food booth. So I was like, okay, great. If we're going to spend like, and then you can kind of work backwards from there. Like if let's say in Chicago, you're like, okay, we're going to plan a $50,000 wedding. $25,000 is going to go to that venue, food, whatever. We're going to have a hundred people at our wedding. It's going to cost, you know, like you can start kind of figuring it out. And then that helps your research too. Cause again, like I looked at certain venues and I'd be like, oh, the venue is, um, the venue is like a great price. We can totally meet that. But then they'd have a require caterer and the caterer was like $300 a head. And I was like, uh, hmm. It's so like, we, that, so just kidding. The we catch. Like we can't afford that at all. So um, it's a good way too to like narrow down your, your research. So that's one of the best like explanations of how to start making a budget for that works for you mm-hmm. that I've heard in a while. So great job. What stuff was like lower on the list of priority? Like obviously your food, your vendor took up a ton. Band was important. Like is decor not high? Like are you going to pull a Mila move and try to DIY a lot? Yeah. Um, so one thing that was really important to me was to try not to have a lot of waste as a part of the wedding. Um, and I feel like sometimes people try to save money by having a pretty like standard or empty venue and then they fill it with a bunch of stuff. Um, and so I was kind of taking the route of, I want a venue with a lot of character and then I don't want to have to spend a lot on, on like balloon arches or like crazy Mm -hmm. floral installation. I mean, I love them. Like I, I do, but that just wasn't my vision for this day. Um, so our venue is actually like in the bottom of it is, like a curated vintage antique store. And then that they own a venue up top. So it has like a loft vibe, but then <gasps> they use any and everything from their store you have access to. So you get to make a completely unique layout for your wedding. So like there's these huge windows where the sun sets and like they have these cool, super unique, like stained glass over them. They have all these old letters from signs. So you can like make custom signs. So you could say like the Mark Court. So you could say like Sarah and Eric or whatever you want and big signs on the stage. You can set up like cool uh, silos of, you know, like vintage furniture. So it could be like a photo shoot moment. It could be like Grandma and grandpa want to be near the dance floor, but they're going to be too tired to be on the dance floor. So, like, let's put cute couches by the dance floor. Like, they haunt, they'll hang unique uh, antique chandeliers over every table. Like, they're all like a like vintage wood table. Screaming. Like, they're so cool. Um, so oh. it's part of it. Yeah. So, like, it just doesn't need decor. Like, it just doesn't need it because there's so no. much character already. Do there. you realize it's well? Yeah. It sounds like there's so much character already, but also. As you're re- rattling off all these things, those are all things that we, uh, other brides that don't have these cool venues, went out and rented. <laughs> and yeah. you, th- that's all rentals that brides will pay big money to rent. The tables, right. the chairs, the seating, the chandeliers, the little touches, the the mm-hmm. candlesticks, the whatever. That's, that is the, what is this place called? It's called Salvage One here in Chicago. It's in West Loop, like West Loop, West Town, if you're from Chicago. Um, but yeah, they're like amazing. And honestly, they were less expensive than some of the other places I looked at that came with nothing. Like they were like, here's this yeah. empty hotel ballroom that has gray carpet and gray walls. And you're like, yep. what am I going to do with that? 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we saw that and we saw a bunch of other venues and every time we left another venue, we looked back at each other and we were like, yeah, no, we still like the first one. <laughs> so, yep. um, so yeah, it really doesn't, decor did fall pretty low on my list because we spent the money up front on the venue to, uh, in a place that had a lot of character. And so we're just doing really simple, um, I'm a big thrifter person. I like thrifting. Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime I'm thrifting, I will go through the glass section. This is like a DIY thing that I'm doing. And I, my deal to myself is I can't buy anything more than a dollar. So I any kind that. of like dish, anything a candle could go in, some kind of like bud vase, a cool something. Um, and I'm just buying them in clear and then like in our wedding colors – just like all the fall tones to so think like amber and green and uh, rust and like burnt yellow, like all of those kind of um, vibes. So I've just been collecting those <laughs> and um, to the demise of my closet space. And we're going to like get some candles and some greenery and like some twinkly lights. And it sounds so simple, but like I've seen full pictures of this venue. And once you have all the other stuff in it, it's like the it's exactly what I want. So yeah, um, there'll be some DIY things along the way. Gorgeous. I'm sure. <laughs> no, it literally sounds so gorgeous. I love the dollar or less thrift thing. That you yeah. might have to make a video on that because I want to oh see gosh. that all come to life. I will. You mentioned you have a dream team. Who is in that and why do we call them that? Okay. My mom and my mother-in-law-to-be are simply the best humans in the whole world. And I am like the luckiest person alive to be able to say that about both of them because these two women in my life are so incredible. Um, They are just – my mom, first of all, is anti-mother of the bride. Like she called me the other day and said – she was like – so-and-so's daughter got married. I want to send you this picture of the tables because I thought they were kind of like your direction, but I I wanted to call and tell you first because I'm not sending them to you because I think you should do it or because I want you to do it. I just, you know, I don't want to impede your vision. I just like thought they might be good inspo. What and a I was like, cutie. Mom, are you kidding? I was like, just send me the picture. It's okay. Like, I don't think that you're intruding. She was like, I just know you have a vision. And I like, I just want to help, but I don't want to like hinder that. I was like, who are you? Stop. Um, That's so cute too. And that actually makes me feel bad. Like now I think just from that, we all need to take a lens of like, maybe they just want to send us something that they saw that was cute. I feel like yeah. we're in a very heightened state of sensitivity when we're planning oh my our gosh, weddings. Totally. So sometimes if a mom or mother-in-law sends you that, you could be like, what the fuck? They're trying to tell me to go with this instead. Yeah, you're it's like, like no, I'm not doing those like antique faces. Those are so ugly. You could just be like, right. Great idea, mom. Thanks. And like, it doesn't yeah. have to be a big thing. It's okay. Exactly. That's um, adorable. But yeah. And then my mother-in-law is just like logistics queen. She, she'll meet her when we go dress shopping. And oh, she yes. literally like, she called me. She was like, where are we staying? Where are you staying? Do you know that your hotel runs a free shuttle to the airport? You could just have to call concierge. I was like, thank you so much. I will call them. And then she was like, by the way, I know you said we were going to Uber everywhere, but like, I just went ahead. I rented a car. I'll come pick you up. Do you need help making brunch reservations? And I was like, you really didn't have to do that. Like we would have been okay Ubering. And she's like, nope, anything to just like make the day easy and all about you. If Uh. we can eliminate stress, let's do it. So she sounds like a literal dream team member. Just a person who makes who makes your life easier. Yeah. Like the two of them are – and they're already like BFFs, which is so cute because my fiancé planned a surprise engagement party for us the day that he proposed. And mm-hmm. they were both there. So he coordinated flying the parents in. But then if, they had never met before. Um, huh? And so oh, – wow. They were like texting leading up to the event and they were all cute and they were planning. Like my mom was like, I'm going to make a charcuterie board. And Cheryl was like, okay, I bought like champagne flutes and they're like, they're so cute and adorable. They're like just the bet. That's why they're the dream team. I'm, I'm just like, I am so lucky to have them both. So, um, they sound like very enthusiastic and like, like want to help. So like that is going to come in handy as you're getting closer. Just assign them stuff. They want to help you. Oh, Just for keep sure. Them involved. They're so excited. 
That's adorable. Okay, you mentioned dress shopping. I just quickly want to tease that up because you are going to get a dress from Justin Alexander, right? Yes, I am. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm excited. I don't want to give away too, too much, but what kind of dress are you looking for? Just so we can have it in mind. Yes. um, I very much lean towards, first of all, like, classic, um, timeless wedding dress. Like when people send pictures of like, I don't know, like just like the full, like just really beautifully structured, but simple dresses. Love Mm -hmm. that. Um, I don't love, I mean, who knows? I'll probably go back on all of this. Like watch me pick out like the busiest, laciest beaded dress ever. But, um, Mm -hmm. I also am kind of the, the mind that it's your wedding day and you should you only really get an excuse to wear like a big crazy dress once. So very true. Not that this is going to be like some crazy anything, but I also definitely tend to lean towards more like a fuller skirt or like a long train or a long veil. Like I just, I want to just do it up. Um, yes. And do it right. So. <laughs> do it up. You shall. I'm going to make you try on a little bit of a variety because oh, yeah. I know I was the same way. Like I want simple. I want, th- but I ended up falling in love with some beaded dresses. You want to try on it all. You want to oh, try on everything. Sure. No, if so, you, if somebody was like, you're only trying on one style of dress, I would probably cry. I'd be like, no, I want to try them all on. Like put me yes. in a beaded, put me in a like slim slinky something, put me in a full ball gown. Like I want to try them all on. So exactly. Um, very excited for that. <laughs> and I'm excited. This isn't even a Justin Alexander ad right now, but I do love his dresses. Just they do have those sleek, simple, yet they have those beautiful lace ones too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just excited to see just so all of those. So yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, when I started my wedding dress shopping, which um, maybe this is helpful, I'll find the website and I'll send it to you. But I found mm-hmm. some website that pulls in like thousands of different designers. And then you can sort by like type of dress or your budget or where they have stores. And so I went and I put in, you know, like whatever my budget was and some of the materials and some of the shapes. And then I went through and I would just like heart the different ones that caught my eye. Just like very quick. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Click, click, click. And then once I went back through, you know, the 10 or 20 that I clicked on over the course of a half an hour, an hour, like seven of the 10 of them were Justin Alexander. And I was like, oh, who is this? Like, who is this designer? And then that's how I fell in love. Because there's just so many dresses and shops and designers and everything. And you're like, I don't – you start getting Instagram ads for like – right. Hungarian princess gown. (laughs) I don't know what this is. (laughs) And they don't help because you're like, okay, well, what are the details? Where's the budget? Where would I be able to try this on? You're going to need to drop that site link. Yeah, I need to find it again. Put this episode out because this that is very valuable. That's an awesome tool I've never even heard of. Wow. I know. Oh, Sarah, you're full of knowledge. (laughs) My all of my friends are like. So can I just ha- – like, can you just plan my wedding when I get married? And I Literally. straight up would love that. Like, I would – don't tell my You'd boss, a- but I would I would quit my job and start planning weddings. <laughs> You'd be amazing at it too. Now it's time for this week's Happily Ever After brought to you by Bride Bright. In this segment, we give advice to our listeners about challenges they're facing and how to overcome those challenges together – for a happily ever after. And if you want to put an extra sparkle in your happily ever after, be sure to check out Bride Bright for their easy and effective teeth whitening kit that will keep you smiling through it all. Here's our email for the week. Ooh, okay. Hey, Betches Brides, I need help. One of my husband's and my best friends officiated our wedding ceremony and did a really bad job. We asked him to officiate us because he introduced us, has a master's degree in English, and has been a really reliable person up until this point. We are both upset about how it all went down. Here's what happened. He, one, didn't include the two meaningful readings we asked of him. Two, he gave a really lackluster story about us with no heart and mentioned a random kid from college that we haven't talked to in years rather than talking about how our relationship has progressed. Three, he declared us married before we even had rings on our fingers. 
Four, he did not properly facilitate the ring exchange when he realized his error, aka didn't know what we were to say during it. Oh, God. Five, he refused to speak into the microphone even though my mom is deaf and the mic was hooked up to a camera recording our ceremony saying that real men know how to project to an audience, which is pretentious. She wrote, Mm. oh my gosh, this- Real man? Okay. (laughs) Right? And also Uh, just like- Okay. So far, like admittedly, this email, I, I read it a while ago, haven't in a while. Admit already, I'm like, okay, this is just a list of shit not to do. So like, honestly, take this episode, relay it to your officiant and be like, don't do any of these things. Yeah. Okay, number six. He wore the wrong colors because he was also a groomsman, aka a yellow tie instead of blue. And seven, threw his boutonniere away before doing the ceremony. Hey, I paid forty dollars for that. Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, those are those are expensive. Okay, okay, that was the list. Then she says, in the weeks leading up to the ceremony, we asked him multiple times if he wanted us to take a look to make sure he got everything, and he said he's got it. But the morning of the wedding, he asked for a printer and seemed to be completely unprepared. After the wedding, we saw that he had barely anything written down for our ceremony at all. All in all, a lot of people didn't think it was a big deal because our vows were beautiful and they stole the show. But I'm angry and resentful towards him. Do I have a right to be mad or should I get over it? Should we tell him how we feel or is that just mean? Please help, Anonymous. Ooh. (laughs) This is tough. Obviously, you haven't gotten to this point. Yeah. When you're doing a priest, right? If it's in a church. Yeah. So I... I will say I won't personally have this issue, but I I have been at a, a few weddings before where um because I think you got married in a, in a church, right? Well, yeah, they, Catholic. They, yeah, they have their like sermon that they do or whatever, and I have been at some weddings where they like go on or they say things about the the bride and groom that they're not supposed to or like mm-hmm. really dated jokes and everybody in the audience is like oh, <laughs> cool great like thanks like let's move yeah. on so i do get it um i feel like okay so my first piece of advice to anybody that is having somebody be a vendor this is too late for this person unfortunately but when she said we asked him if he wanted to go through anything. Red flag. Mm-hmm. Demand to go through things with your vendors. Hi, I would like to go through this. Two weeks before mm-hmm. my wedding, please submit to me what the like the thing is. Don't ask. And it may seem rude or like aggressive, but I do the same thing with my job all the time where sometimes I'm like, do you, do you want to go through that presentation one time? And then the person's like, no, I'm good. It, but you really meant... I'd really love to go through that presentation so right. I can make it look good. So, like, if you don't feel like it's pushy, even if they're your friends, you want your day to go well. So, I, I, if anybody else is having an issue, like, feel like you can reach out to them. I feel like as far as staying mad, it probably depends on how much this person is still part of your life. If they're not going to continue to be part of your life, I think maybe, you know, come – This was the but, final bang. <laughs> yeah. Like, put the nail in the coffin. Make your peace with it. Yeah, Maybe they're not your close friend anymore and that's okay. But if they are going to be in your life, I think you need to figure out how you – figure out what your end goal is and then match your actions to your end goal is usually my thing. If right. you want to continue being friends with them, um, you have to figure out what's going to make you feel okay about the situation. Like I've right. had friends who have done me dirty before, but they've been my friends for so long and – I've had to like put on my big girl pants and call that person and be like, hey, can we take a walk and like have a glass of wine and talk this through? And this is why this sucked. This is why this hurt me. Um, have a chance to maybe like have a heart to heart, apologize, whatever it is. And then you have to let it go. Like you can't, that's the only thing I would say is it's hard if you make a person apologize or somebody you try to like, but then you hold on to it. And then like later you bring it up. You're like, okay, you're mm-hmm. not really over it. Yeah, that's tough. It is tough when it feels so like consequential to like such an important day. I don't right. I don't blame her at all for feeling him or her for feeling um right. jaded. 
Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like, oh, it sucks because there is nothing you can do now. Mm-hmm. I guess like, sorry to you, anonymous listener. We're using this as a learning experience for everybody else. I but <laughs> like I'm you so said, sorry. I think you literally hit the nail on the head. Like treat this as a job with anybody. The officiant is the one thing that usually gets like thrown by the wayside as Mm -hmm. like not a real vendor because it's usually a friend somebody who knows you well you're asking them to do a favor chances are you're not paying Mm -hmm. them but you do need to select somebody who's going to take it seriously and treat it as a real job and then Mm -hmm. who's going to honestly I'd, i'd go to them and frame it like hey listen we're so so appreciative of you saying yes to officiating like we're so excited we want to make sure you're in the best spot possible. Let's do a Zoom. When are you free this week? Like that way you're just like you're you're nicely being aggressive about it like you said. Like how you like how you are with your work stuff. It's yeah. like you've got to go over it. You're meeting with your other vendors to go over everything else and talk about specifics. And that's where like you do go over like we want you wearing this, we want you doing that, blah. blah. Mm-hmm. We want you, you know, Stay away from these topics. Feel free to lean into these ones, things like that. Yeah. Um, Move before our first kiss. <laughs> like, yeah. I know that's a big one. That is Yeah, a just big like one. I think getting people assume a lot with weddings on multiple sides of things. Like that was even a conversation I had with my parents literally hours mm-hmm. after we got engaged. I pulled them into a room and I was like, look, I love you. You love me. That's great. There are going to be a hundred different things that come up with this wedding that like, oh, well, that's the way you do it. Or like, that's what we did. So we just thought you would. Or like, of course that person's going to be invited. I was like, I want you to pretend that I have, I don't know what a wedding is. I've never been to one. I've never been in one. I know nothing about it. And I was like, I need you to be 100% transparent about any expectations. Like to the point where my mom yeah. was like, I would like to invite all of my brothers and sisters, like your aunts and uncles. And I was like, yep. Great. We can totally invite them. My dad was like, oh, come on. Of course they're invited. She was like, she just said, be very clear. And he was like, oh, okay. Um, I would like to have, a, I would like to walk you down the aisle. I was like, yeah, yep. Like we will do that. Thanks dad. But it's, but you have to like with your vendors, with your friends, with your bridal party, like yep. you just can't assume. One of my friends didn't know <laughs> a couple months ago they were in a wedding and they didn't know that they were supposed to be at the rehearsal dinner the night before because no, the bride no. and groom just didn't tell them. They just assumed. So they booked a flight for like the morning of the wedding. I was like, oh my goodness. No. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Like did this officiant not go to the rehearsal dinner? This guy? That's a big time for the officiant. Me and Sean yeah. um, at Betches have t- had episodes about this kind of recently like talking about that. That's, the oh, officiant yeah. should be like leading the rehearsal mm-hmm. essentially. That and the planner coordinator if you have one. Like, I know. And the, the couple. That's that's a really good point. Like, <laughs> I, where was the rehearsal? I will say, like, I have been like a dancer, a musical theater my whole life. And I was recently at a wedding um, and things just were like strange. Like the music kept starting and stopping before the procession. And oh, somebody God. entered and somebody didn't. And I straight up looked to my other friend who's a dancer and I was like, what happened at dress rehearsal? Like, I don't under like, did we not practice this? <laughs> um, yeah. You need you need to take that time and like do it a couple of times. Do it like Walk down the aisle, find your spot. When do you mm-hmm. stand up? When do you not? Like, yeah, you need that. You need that practice because there's a lot of nerves on the big day. There's a lot. Oh, my God. That's so – I didn't even think about the songs starting and stopping. That's like <laughs> – that's something where it's like don't even unlock a new anxiety in I know. I'm so sorry. Like a new thing you took no, me worry I'm already about. married, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying in me as in, in as in all of us, the matches brides. No, but like that's where like, yeah, I mean, you've just got to make sure like usually a good band or DJ knows when to start mm-hmm. and stop things. And they've done this before. But like officiant is just the biggest one because they like this guy has never officiated a wedding before. Yeah, you know, of it's course. Like, like he doesn't uh, know. And then, yeah, as for her, like, should we go to him? thing i think if they do they need to go to him as a couple because they're both friends with him Mm -hmm. but i i do agree with what you're saying like i'm a big thing of like if you can't control it then like what's the point kind of if you but yeah i mean if you're seeing this guy all the time and you cannot look at him without thinking about how badly he fucked up your ceremony (laughs) just maybe say something to him and be like look like almost i'm a big fan of like saying something with a purpose like if you're just Mm -hmm. saying it to him to make him feel like shit then like 
that might not make you feel better in the long run. It may just like make you feel good for a second, but then you'd, I don't know. It just might not do anything other than like make him feel like shit. And then thus you for sure. So if you do say it to him, if he is in your life, like you said, like say something to him and be like, you know, I just like that, that kind of like hurt us and made us feel like you didn't care and like, weren't the best friend to us in a way by doing that and not prepping. So like moving forward, I would just love if you could make more of an effort to like be a better friend. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm a big yeah. fan of um. I know people always like when they talk about conflict, they talk about like I statements. I'm a big fan of like 80% I statements. Like you can mm-hmm. go into something being like, I felt really hurt by this thing. Yep. You did this thing. Like you, 20% should be like, it's not on me. Like you, you are the action of that thing. Right. Um, you right. did this thing, and I feel really hurt by it, and I can't move past it. Do you, you know, do you realize that you hurt me that much that day by not preparing and not being as invested in the day as we wanted you to? Um, Right. I don't know. Like, put it back on them a little bit. Right. Also, like, not for nothing, if you have a planner throughout all of this, blame it on your planner. Be like, literally, if you ask your friend to officiate and you have a wedding planner, even if it's a month of person, even if it's a day of person, whatever – Try to, I would do that. I would be, I would be like, Hey, listen, Sarah, I know you're just my friend. You're my good friend. You're officiating, but my planner is a stickler. She's making us, making us all meet and go over plans. Like literally Mm. pull them in, make them be the bad guy. It's a really good idea. Or, or make up some lie. I'm a big fan of a wedding white lie. Be like, Oh, I love a scapegoat. I love a little white lie. Yes. Same. Mm -hmm. Be like the venue is super strict. Even if you don't have a planner, the venue super strict. They really want us to go over like uh, like ceremony the stuff to make order. sure right like literally mm-hmm. what even you're gonna say to make sure we stay in that 30 minute time frame or whatever it is yeah we have to go through oh we need to rehearse it and record it so we know exactly how long it's gonna be yeah exactly and exactly. that way you get all the like um uh, 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 is out like right the, get the nerves out oh right oh man i'm also a big fan before a speech or i guess an efficient speaking like if you are officiating or if you're picking an officiant, encourage mm-hmm. somebody to practice in somebody in front of somebody else. When I did my sister's maid of honor speech, I, it would have been awful if I did not practice it in front of Mike. Like, yeah. you just, just practice it, you know? I also think, okay, I've been seeing this a lot too um, on like the trends that people have been reading speeches off their phones. What are your oh, thoughts on that? I – print that out, print it out, print it out. Because my thought is one, from a photography standpoint, glare up on your face does not look good. Mm -hmm. Um, Think about like when you're laying in bed and you like, like open Snapchat and it's like front filter and you look like, let's just, let's just leave that there. (gasps) Um, And two, I was at a wedding once where the maid of honor printed out her speech. It was like perfect. She prepared, she like she would like read it out loud with the piece of paper, realize what was wrong, like make edits, reprint it. Like she had that time to really practice. And then day of, she was able to just like pull it out and be ready. Mm-hmm. The best man only had it on his phone and he was literally editing it like minutes before he was about to give his speech because he could, because it was just on his phone. And then he like stumbled his way through. I mean, it was still a great speech. Like he's a great guy, but like stumbled <laughs> his way through the speech because he kept second guessing himself and he didn't take right. the time ahead of time to like, he was 99% the way there, but like right. not that last little. And I just think if you force people to print it, especially because like I don't own a printer. So that would be like in a process. I would have to like go to a Kinko's and yeah. I would have to be really sure that speech was good. Um, so I think it just encourages. And then that like looks nicer in photos or yeah. do like the little like books or something. Um, yep. I also have a friend who's like a crazy awesome – um, she's a copywriter and she like that's writing is all she does. And I've already told her that she has to proofread all of the speeches at our wedding. <laughs> that's that's smart. Choose I don't the best know if that's too much, but I was just like, just read these, make sure there's no like outdated jokes, like weird things that should not be said in front of a room full of people. Like just make sure. Just double yeah. check. She'll also be proofing my invitations. That's actually a very good idea. Like pick an unbiased, like one person to read all the, (gasps) that's a really good idea, Sarah. Mm -hmm. One person to read all the speeches before, because then they see them all versus like each speech maker picking their own person. It's like one person to see all, because then they can say, oh, 
best man Bill's speech is three hours long and <laughs> you know maid of honors is only two like, minutes so yeah i don't know that's that's a good idea oh god we could do a whole another episode about speeches <laughs> probably will My poor bridesmaids they all definitely have their own we'll have to go into that another episode like their own jobs that's her job i was like you're uh, proofing everything for the wedding every card every speech every banner every like piece of stationery everything like that's her job she was like great love it i'm on it that's a really smart job because there is so much like the names, the name cards. Oh my gosh! Yeah, seating chart. You're, she gonna be busy. She like, that's, <laughs> but it, it's a nice thing to delegate though, because if not, you would be doing it. That's I remember yeah. like the invitations. Like I ha- had my friend who's a great invitation designer do them, and she would send me like a PDF of every thing before she printed, where I would have to spend an hour going through and making sure mm-hmm. like that's if i had a proofreader i would just say hey proofread yeah. this make sure everything's spelled cuz then things oh, get wow. to get put on like your maid of honor or your best man or something and they already have a million jobs so i was like no your right. job is to be a maid of honor this bridesmaid's job is to proofread this bridesmaid's job is to like take my phone and take cute pictures and videos like when we're Love getting that. ready this bridesmaid is like making my wedding cake <laughs> we'll talk oh, about yeah. that too we need um, to do a whole bridesmaids jobs episode because that's just fascinating. I have like enough. I have enough bridesmaids for me and Hannah combined because she doesn't have any. Yes. And when I listened to her episode, I was dying laughing because I was like, "Yeah, we have like we're the opposite in that way," which I love. Like that's it's just perfect. It's perfect because it's the exact thing of like your wedding is should be exactly what you want and you should do it the way that you want and that's the best and mm-hmm. my group of girlfriends is yeah it's a large party but also they're all already a lot of my like close best friends and they're all best friends with each other so it just made sense and it's just gonna be yeah a giant party it's um, gonna be so fun we oh. can do a whole episode just on that well, that's it for this week's happily ever after brought to you by bride bright bride bright knows that getting the perfect smile can be expensive painful sticky or harmful for your enamel and gums that's why Bride Ride is an effective, affordable, and sensitivity-free solution for at-home teeth whitening. It's the perfect way to whiten your teeth and keep you smiling. Their Bride Bright Wedding White Teeth Kit includes everything you need to do this from the comfort of your own home. I love Bride Bright. You all know I do. Mike loves his Groom Glow Kit. We use it all the time. I use it if I need just a little refresher before a big event. It's so easy. It literally takes 10 minutes at nighttime. So check Bride Right out on Instagram at Bride Right for teeth tips and more. And you can try Bride Right for yourself by visiting www.bridebright.co using code BETCHES for 40% off at checkout. That's B-R-I-D-E-B-R-I-T-E dot C-O using code BETCHES for 40% off. Well, Sarah, okay, any last advice for couples, brides planning their weddings right now? Um, My advice that I've been giving to all my friends who've gotten engaged since I have has been to not let anyone or the internet make you feel bad about what you're doing because I've told you this before that I think the worst part about wedding planning is that it like – it's simultaneously – the most expensive thing that you've like ever done outside of like, I don't know, like buying a house. Like it's like one of the more expensive things that you'll do. Right. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, like every decision you make feels, makes you feel so cheap. Like when you have to tell your friend that they don't get a plus one and they're like, really just one person. And you're like, I know, but there's like a price tag on there when you're like, I'm going to DIY this thing. And somebody's like, Oh, really? Your DIY? Like, it, there is so many things that make you, and there's so much access, right? Like, oh my gosh, the Vogue weddings online, like oh. on TikTok. I, they're gorgeous, but you, most people just can't compare themselves to that. So just know that you're doing great. Your wedding's going to be beautiful. And at the end of the day, you're only going to remember probably like 20% of it. So you got to like focus on the things you're actually going to remember. Like, you're probably not going to remember the like trinket that was attached to the wine glass that somebody drank from once, mm-hmm. but like you'll remember the quality time that you spent with your spouse. So you should like make that a priority. Sarah, that is lovely advice. Thank you so much for that. Where can everybody find you and DM you for 
the links. We'll we'll oh, provide yes. the link as well to your Excel sheet. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so I'm so enamored with your knowledge of wedding planning that I'm cho- getting choked up. So um, choked up, so emotional. Yeah. My Instagram is Sarah underscore Flugel. So it's S-A-R-A-H underscore F-L-U-E-G-E-L. Um, which I realized recently that like my I'm changing my last name and like none of the Instagram handles are available. So mm. guess we're just never changing my Instagram. Um, we might have to get creative or just, yeah. yeah, never change it. Or just never change it. It's fine. But yeah, you can find me on there. Um, that's probably the easiest way to reach me. I'm trying to get better about TikTok. So if anybody wants to tell me fun TikTok things to make, I will start making them. <laughs> Literally this whole episode could be a giant TikTok. You need oh to do gosh. the list. You need to show off your Excel sheet on a TikTok. My my TikTok ideas are flowing from this Oh my episode. gosh. Okay, great. I got a list I know. I need you. to get with like you and Mila. Her TikTok is so good. It it's is. like she so does. many good bits of info. So She kills it. She kills it. How many times can I promote the other two betches on my <laughs> – yeah, literally, this whole episode. Oh, I love that so much. I mean, you all three complement each other so well because you all are having very different weddings, very different styles of brides. So I'm very excited to see all of this come to life and for our audience to get to know you more. And everybody stay tuned for coming up over the next couple of weeks. We are picking out Sarah's dress. Mm, I know, I'm so excited. I know, me too. All right, well, until then... Till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.